refreshing, refreshing, enhance, enhance. What is that? Enhance. That's weird. Enhance. You don't remember what that's from? No. That's super troopers, bro. Oh man. Enhance. <laughs> all right. So we're enhance. all right. We have to start there because enhance. We have to start there. We're gonna start at super troopers. You want? Why do you, I haven't seen the second one yet? Have you? I haven't seen the first one. Whoa, 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 whoa! You've never seen the first super troopers, bro. Yeah, you don't have to take my headphones out. I'm trying to. Of it. I'm trying to get mine, and you move mine. Come on, man. I've never seen it. Wow. That's you ever seen it? Unbelievable, dude. Me either. Josh, like, you never seen Super Troopers either? Oh my! I started God. watching it for like five minutes. Wow! And I never just I never sat down it's, and watched it. It's incredible, literally. Share now, public. It's so good. Share, okay, we're sharing. Share we're live. Let's go. Facebook Live from the Hill Podcast, episode nine hundred and thirty-seven. Josh, put that put that microphone closer to him. This guy and his music. You like the same crap. Yeah, you do. What is up, everybody? Oh, what is up, everybody? We have one viewer so far, man. We had more on my my own Facebook Live on my phone. On the selfie stick? You Here's like that three, selfie four. stick? We're, we're growing quickly. Listen, we got a very special From the Hill podcast here. It is Friday, October 5th. We are fired up. It swags here with the prop, and we have a special guest in studio. Go ahead and pull that mic away from the music, Josh, and say oh, hi. You crush that. You crush that music every single time. I know. You crush that music every single. It's, a, it's a, such a hard stop. You can't do that. People yeah. don't want to hear that. Listen, I can do it. The, make I it want. aesthetically pleasing to the ear. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, does no, it? no. Aesthetic to the ear. Come on, bro. You're make all, it. What is it? You're all. You're of a cunt. Yeah, I don't know. What the, I don't know what the word is, but you know what I meant. I got you. You can't just pull that Make sound down like that. Stop doing that. Make it sound good. He does that all the time. He pulls the sound down like crazy, like real quick. Dude, that's not how you do it. This is a very special leftover show. So if you didn't check out my uh, my first Facebook Live from my selfie stick on my phone, you would you would know that we're doing a leftover show. We're dressed in all white. Josh is in all white. We have a very special guest in studio, the first ever in-studio guest on From the Hill. It's, it's good to be here. We're guys. very glad to have him. You guys aren't going to see him because uh, he didn't do his hair and makeup tonight, but he did put on a... Budget small. Couldn't, he, couldn't fit me in the budget. He did happen to put on a six-year-old Hanes t-shirt, which we're very, very happy with. So we're, we're excited to have him in here, and he's here to talk some specifics on the fight game that's coming up tomorrow we're not going to jump into it yet no, i don't want to no, rush jack's no, no, i don't want to no. ru rush jack's yellow notepad as you know we, we are, are going to get into it we are jam-packed full of content as always but however there's some things i need to start with as always a little bit of housekeeping so i want to start tomorrow morning at 9 a.m is the bridgeport little league alumni game so this is a big deal for the bridgeport little league and i was talking to some of the people running this and i go up every year obviously because i, I played in the bridgeport little league but the folks that run it said hey listen guys if you, just tell everybody you know, just come up, hang out. I'm probably not even going to play tomorrow morning. I'm just going to go up. If you want to play softball tomorrow morning and you're in the area, go up. If you don't and you just want to support the Little League, go up. It's up at Bridgeport Park. If you guys don't know where that is, hit us up. I can give you directions. Um, it's for the Little League. It's for the kids. We, we've talked about the Little League before and supporting the Little League. So if you're around tomorrow morning, just head up. You know, Just hang out. Everybody's going to be up there. I'll be up there. I, I don't think Prof's going to be up there, but I'll be up there. 
you know, if you want some free from the hill stuff, I'll bring up the wristbands and the koozies. I'll give out some free gear for everybody that comes up. So it'll be a good time. Hope to see some more folks up there. And again, we're just supporting a little league. It, what That's is what it? All about. What is it exactly? We play a softball game on the little league field. Wood bats. There's on a the limit on home field? runs. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, listen, bro. This isn't Norristown. Like, there's there's a lot of guys up there who you know are in their fifties or or don't play men's They've softball been out of like the game you. For a while. They're not like you, Norristown MVP over here. Obviously, I've. You, you guys know from last week's show that I'm back in the gym, obviously. Dude, you, so. couldn't, you couldn't hit the ball on the Little League field. Smitty's on here. Smitty, Buha would have zero home runs I at the Little League alumni. I couldn't lift my arms after last week the first time I was back in the gym. That's right. I'm just now getting feeling back in my arms up, but I did squats with 135 yesterday, and I couldn't even – I couldn't walk. I almost had to, cr- like, army crawl out of the gym yesterday. On 135. Bro, who lifts legs? I was doing, I was doing, I was repping three, all right, we're not going to get into it. (laughs) A lot of douche stuff going on. We're not going to do that. All right. So, so that's that. And then the second thing I wanted to cover. So uh, big ups to my buddy, Joe Roberto. He's got himself set up here in Bridgeport for Atilio plumbing. I had a leak here. Actually, when Nick came over tonight, he saw my fridge was pulled out. I had water leaking downstairs everywhere. I called Joey up. He came over right away, took a look at it. Got it squared away real quick. Uh, I just got to get a part for the back of my fridge, but big ups. So I, I wanted to give him a shout out. Atilio Plumbing, if you guys live in the area, they cover everywhere around here, Bridgeport. Yeah, Maybe Josh, so. give Atilio. Like, great Speaking guys. The mic, Josh. They so come here. They come right out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I use them as well. They're, they're great, man. I've been using them for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and we know all the guys. I've, I've known Joe. Dynamite drop in, Monty. <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. Yep, yep. All right. So, you know what? Let's get into some content. You guys ready to go? Yeah, we played the music, right? We played the music. Come on. We're ready to go. Let's go. Everybody's right. ready for From the So hill. I had to hit Nick with this and Josh too because I can't wait to hear this. So the movie Venom was released today. You guys excited? 31% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Whoa. Timmy's about to go. Guess what? Whoa. Guess what? Guess what? Are you in my camp with this? I don't know if you're in my camp with this. Yeah, all right. What is your camp? Explain your camp. Here's my camp. I've been back. I've been go- I've gone back way, way far with these superhero mu- movies. I've been all on them i've watched every one of them recently they just keep coming keep coming they keep putting them out because they're making yeah it's it's like he's a hater they're just they're just oversaturating the market with these superhero movies and i i've had enough i've had enough like but they're still making money so they're going to keep producing them so i think the the quality is gone absolutely how can you argue that he's a hater other than okay i didn't watch it yet but everybody raves about uh the last one that came out it was uh, uh, Avengers. infinity war was amazing okay. infinity war was amazing everything about it aside amazing. from that aside from that how many spider-mans did they come out with how many <laughs> how many avengers are they going to come out with now venom's going to have his own his own franchise he's going to have his own uh series they're, they're going to come out with three four of these things look ross look ross ross is chiming in venom is better than spider-man he's right so venom this is the first of its kind so you have to embrace you have here's to embrace the problem with but they picked the lamest humans ever to play spider-man Dude, it's got a guy's got to portray peter <laughs> parker oh yeah toby mcguire and the other kid from facebook whoa don't hate on wardo bro that was he, the, the lamest two kids ever listen and then mary jane she was kirsten dunst it was just like a Eh. Yeah, but you know I mean? Gwen Stacy in the new Spider Man's was who's Gwen Stacy? Smoking hot. Who's that? That's um, uh, what's her name? Emma Stone with blonde hair. Oh, she looked good. Wait a second, they changed her name? No, no. See, this is the thing. You don't know the storylines. You don't follow arcs. Hey. So Gwen Stacy is his Peter Parker's first true love, and she always dies 
when he fights the Green Goblin and her neck snaps, and they did that in the second Amazing Spider-Man. See, you're, you're missing out, bro. You're just you're not following. You're just you're missing out, man. dude. He's too busy complaining listen, about the. That's it. Instead of watching him, he wants to complain awesome. about him instead of just sit down and watch him. These were things that I followed when I was supposed to be following them, and now. I'm like thirty. I'm like thirty-two. Listen, and I Venom, can't. I don't have time. Tom for this Hardy is playing Eddie Brock, who is the guy who gets inhabited by the symbiote that is Venom. Venom's what? a bad guy. Like Venom is supposed to be dark. This is. I'm surprised that Rotten Tomatoes has come out so bad. Although I did see an article this week that Tom Hardy even said they cut a lot of scenes that he really liked from the movie. So I'm sort of concerned about that, but I'm excited overall for the movie. It's their first pure villain movie, which I like. There, there was good user reviews, I think, though. So I don't know. Maybe okay. The are, yeah, the critics are just dude, on it. Dude, the user reviews. Do you trust the user reviews for I, anything? I, IMDb user reviews I, all day. Really? Top two fifty. But but movies? but but okay. Let's let's clarify. Okay, movie wise, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Like regular movie, you go to see a movie like. You trust those user. Superhero movie. These are different users. These are these superhero. Right. Here, the superhero fan base is a different kind of user. Rob, right? You got a, no? You got an agreement. Hanshaw's chiming in and said he did not like Infinity War at all. That's the I, newest. I'm not saying okay. I didn't like it. I'm saying I didn't watch it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all this. I'm sick of it. So you're saying you didn't watch Jurassic Park 12 that they just put out on video? No, I no, I no, I haven't. And and I, that was one of my things. <laughs> I told you they're going to keep coming out with Jurassic Park, yeah. and they kept coming out with I'm Jurassic Park. That's I'm what I told you. Jurassic Park. <laughs> that would be much better. They don't make movies like watch. that anymore, man. I feel like an old man saying that, but it, I'm, I feel like I'm right. They keep making the same movie over and over again. It's crazy. Here's my thing. IMDb reviews, uh, 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 an independent movie by itself, that's one thing. But when you when you tack on and, and these glommers on of these, like all these fans jump onto this movie, they're all going to review it. But none of that, none of those it's, good. it's the are, best are movie ever made. No, that's a, well, that's not the, the, the case. But that's why, the that's why the user reviews are so much different than the critics' reviews. Speaking to the mic, sir. Sorry, sorry. A little technical difficulty. <laughs> that's good. No, you sound good. I'm saying if you, you, if you look at the, the top 250 movies on IMDb, like you just go through them, they're really good movies. So like the, the users are getting it right. I, I, you know, it's all right, all right. So let me let me throw this out there because it just came on HBO and I have not had the Colin Yunes to watch it yet, right? But it's one of those critically Colin acclaimed Yunes? movies. Colin Yunes, yeah. Oh, wow. The testicular fortitude. Colin Yunes. Colin Yunes. It's the it's a couple of different <laughs> body parts together. <laughs> the Colin Yunes. It's the the uh, the sound of water or whatever the hell it's called. The 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 scent of water or whatever. It just came oh, out HBO. Oh, with that like uh, fish thing fish that lives dude, in the bathtub. Yeah, and it like got critically acclaimed. It won a lot of awards. Right, and it's out on HBO to watch, and that's like supposedly the best movie ever. But I don't have time for that. Like, give me, give me, give me Venom. Give me. It doesn't me, seem like you me, need the Colin Yunes to watch that. Cole, yeah, Colin Yunes. <laughs> but he can watch nine. He can watch nine heard. different Avengers movies. Correct. Back to back to back to Correct. back. Correct. Likes action. John Wick on repeat over. I, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, that's that's different. That is a lot different. That's a lot different. That's one of my tops. Yeah, just John Wick and John Wick Two over and over. That and over those again. two are in my tops. Yeah, those are movies. awesome. Those are great movies. All right, so let's shift. They could make a hundred of them. You ready? Let's shift to from something from the movies to a TV show that just came out this week that I haven't had a chance to catch yet. I don't know if you guys have. It's on HBO. It's produced by LeBron James, and it's a big, big, big deal. It's called Student Athlete. 
and it's all about NCAA and the whole system. And they talk to kids. Have either one of you guys had a chance to catch that yet? Documentary? Yeah. No, but let me it's ask like you a, a question. Docu drama. No, but what the hell does LeBron know about that? Uh, that's actually a great point. LeBron what went from LeBron went from his third grade to the NBA. True. What does he know yeah, about student? That's athlete? actually that's actually a really good point. He wouldn't know anything about that. Like so, I, I don't know. I I'll watch it, but him producing it, I I assume that there's a certain slant that I'm somehow not going to agree with. Prof Cahill just chimed in with Ozark. Don't aren't you like an Ozark? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ozark is amazing. I'm, I actually think decent, that the, I almost went into Earl right there. I'm like, I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he gets all amped up. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I tell that's you something. That's his thing. He's he might be on here, and I love I I do that out of love, Earl. I really do. <laughs> But Prop's Ozark, is unbelievable. the second season of Ozark was better than the first season okay. of Ozark. Well, and it was amazing. It's amazing. And Jason Bateman is, he's unbelievable because he does a lot with the show. It's more than him just being uh, Marty Bird. He produces, he directs, and he does a lot of stuff with the show. And it's unreal. I loved it. I loved it. I think that the characters in that show are spot on. Like they... You're invested in those characters. Is it the best show on television right now? Right now? Yeah. Well, it's not on television. Uh, well, it's on, I mean, you know. Currently, you know. That yeah. I've seen, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. There's not a lot There's not a lot running right now. I mean, Ballers is running. No, I mean. Ballers is, Ballers is, Ballers is, Ballers is, uh, got, I'm, I'm saying making new episodes like Game of Thrones. You got all. Yeah. Well, okay. You know, so I, if we go I, there, I, you got to compete with Ray Donovan, yeah, right? You got to compete sure. with Walking Dead. Yeah. So you got, you got a lot of big. I'm not on Ray there. Donovan yet. Dude, are you kidding me? I swear, I'm not. Ray Donovan has. I've told you this before. Five seasons in, man. I've told you this before. When are you gonna start? No, I told you this before. Like the hype buildup for Ozark was enough for me to jump in right away. Yeah. But for Ray Donovan, it was kind of it kind of built up. Ozark had a lot of hype. Yeah. Yeah. So it was enough for me to jump in right away. But a lot of shows, even with Sopranos, I didn't get in until it was over. Yeah. I didn't jump to Sopranos until it was over. And I love it. It's like my favorite of all time. Cahill Slob and Bateman, too. So, but see, and Breaking Bad, same thing. It was almost over, yeah. and then I was in. Like, it's, it's different for me. I, and more, it's more a timing thing. Like, but I will binge something if it's bingeable. Like, once I ju- get started, Making Murderer 2 is coming out next week. Yeah, oh, I can't wait for Some that. Some people wait for the, the show to finish so they can binge it. You can just binge it. it. It's like, actually, well, you know, it's, it's actually a lot really better like that prototypical way. for that, and I did it myself as Ballers, because the episodes are a half hour, and there's only 12 of them. So literally, like, you can just go, and you're done the entire two seasons in a day and a half, because they're only half-hour episodes. So there's some shows that literally just tailor-made to binge like that, and I think Ballers is one of them. So let me ask you, like, what's... What's a show that you binge that you're most disappointed in? Because I have one in mind. Well, why would you binge it if you, I mean, you, you do you get because you it's like it, you just, it's like it's just a, enough that you've invested, right? Yeah. Like it's just enough you've invested. There's enough seasons that you've invested, and you just keep keep it going. And I have one. So you for, feel committed at some? Point? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you right, finish well, it out. Then so, I need you since you played the teaser. I need you to start because maybe it'll spur me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm gonna tell you one that was. It started out pretty good. We it sucked us in enough to to like continue watching it, and it was Boardwalk Empire. Like it was a decent show. Steve Buscemi was obviously he got all these like awards, nominations, whatever it was. Sure, he was good. Like I get it, he was good. It was it was a decent show. It was watchable. At a certain point, you're just like, okay, is this thing over? It became mature. Yeah, like <laughs> you're just you like you're not required to watch these shows, Nick. I mean, I know, but like you're invested. You're invested, right? Like you, you've watched enough of them, and you keep going. 
we're on, we're at the point right now with the show, the affair that's on showtime. It's with Dominic West, the guy that played, um, um, uh, what's his name in the wire. Uh, Mel just, just chimed in shameless. Oh, shameless is good. You like shameless. I haven't gotten into that yet. I'm not, I haven't started up when it, when it just started, start, started, started a couple weeks ago, but I am on shameless. I do like shameless. Like shameless. Yeah. It's a good show, but Boardwalk Empire for me, like that was one that we started and you just kind of got invested in it and you were like, I'm just going to finish this thing out. <laughs> so regardless of where it yeah, comes. Like, <laughs> it, it wasn't that good. So I can't think of one that I started. I'll tell you one that I, I had binged and then I, I really liked. And for some reason, I just couldn't finish. And that was a Netflix. It was House of Cards. I know that's yeah. like critically acclaimed as the best Netflix series ever. Yeah. And I really, really, really liked it. For some reason, though, into the fourth season, I just kind of stopped. But the first three seasons are incredible. And I know the Kevin Spacey thing, so people are like, you know, whatever. But I didn't care. I mean, Kate Mara's in it. There's a lot of great actors and actresses in it. I really liked House of Cards. I, I say this all the time. I actually don't think I've ever said it on the podcast. But tell you right now what my favorite show is. And it's only four seasons long. And I, if you can find it, it was a Cinemax production. So give it, give it a chance. Oh, Cinemax. We didn't go anywhere here. <laughs> so the name of the show is called Banshee. Oh yeah, yeah Banshee's okay. awesome so show. good. Yeah. Awesome show. Literally, I've I have not heard a single person yet that I've mentioned Banshee to who said they've seen it and didn't like it, yeah. or who I told to watch it and said they didn't instantly start Banshee. No, I've, def Stern, I've definitely heard it. Always talk about Banshee. Banshee is like, okay, I'm so go, good. It was really good. so. You're good. a big Stern guy, right? Used to be. Used to be. <laughs> is he still going? Yeah, pretty yeah, strong. He is. Does he still have? Does he still do the same wacky stuff that he? Used to do. He's, he's slowed down a lot. Here's what happened. Gosh. I used to listen to him, like, tune in every once in a while on my XM, yeah. but then I got the uh, XM always like, they're like oh, we're going to charge you another $20 just because. Yeah. And you're just like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Give me the $5 version, and then you don't get Stern anymore. So you yeah, still you don't tune want that in? Nah, yeah. I mean, it, that's I, all it was for. It was Stern, I, really never I really never listened to it. Yeah, I, I don't I listen to it at all. For Stern, but, you know, just, I, I, wasn't I feel like that's why a lot of people. Like actually pay for XM radio. Dude, that, I would, if I had to put a percentage on their subscriber base that literally got it, literally just the only Stern, reason. I would say it was upwards of seventy percent. Yeah, like no joke. And then the other third, other twenty. How much money is that for I don't the think sports? Doing well, though. No, yeah. no, they're not. They, well, they what's so actually? Josh is the best straight man today. Because this is something I wanted to talk oh about. My gosh, with That's the, the first time I didn't win that new, award. Like the way that media is consumed now, because I've heard a lot of this recently with the whole satellite radio. You know what's killing them? is podcasts, podcasts yeah. yeah because the way that you have to get if you want to have satellite radio and listen to podcasts from the past you have to do it on your phone so you think about your average stern listener right who's in their 50s right like our parents generation that grew up listening to stern mm -hmm. they want to listen to everything like through their radio in their car they may not be proficient on their phone to go into their app on their phone and then pull up the old stern shows and the old podcasts and listen to them but that's the way you have to do it on xm Whereas us, we're like, well, we can just listen to whatever podcast we want on iTunes, yeah. or you, you can YouTube Old Stern, right? So that's what's killing them is podcasts. I think killing them. I think From the Hill has really drawn from the Stern market. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're like really yeah. sucking a lot of we're uh, sucking all their the energy away. from their yeah, that's their a market. Good point, Definitely. So it's it's an important it's an important thing to to note just when we're we're jumping on here. We have a couple. Uh, so. Bob Cahill says, right on cue, wire reference. Definitely. Dominic West is the man. That was one thing that I started talking about, the affair that show on, on Showtime. We got into it. It was pretty good. And then we kind of hit a wall. You ever hit a wall with a show where you're just like... All the time. Yeah. I, 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 
been most recent. Okay, so it happens a lot. Most recent. Go ahead. Ozark. Yeah, what? I mean, yeah, like you I hit got, a wall with Ozark. I, yeah, I couldn't finish the first season. Wow. Got. Dude, please eight, jump back in. How many? How many episodes were there? Ten. Yeah, probably. It's like ten and ten. Eight of them. Dude, it's know. so good. I don't know. I just I felt like the guy. They wanted him to be like Walter White, and he just he wasn't there. Really? Yeah. Now he gets there. He ain't no sheriff, no, Lucas Hood. No, he gets there. No there's there's a big turn in season two with Wendy. Okay, so Wendy was Wendy was a character that you actually are supposed to hate throughout season one, and you do. Like she's very good at that. The whole time you're like, why is this girl even on the show? You like she's terrible. She doesn't even fit his character to be his wife. But then season two makes a turn, and she's like. She's the badass on the show. She jumps into that role. You need to keep going. Today's from the hill brought to you by Ozark. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking about shows that hit a wall. I've hit a wall with shows. I hit a wall with, with like I said, Boardwalk Empire. You, what show I hit you? a wall. Last wall I hit was on Netflix. I hit Daredevil. I got through the first season. Oh, my God. And I got into the second. How did you even get started on that? That's it's great it's really good. Daredevil? Yeah, yeah it's really good. Awesome Isn't it like well, Daredevil? Uh, so Daredevil, if you if you look at so you, you talk about the Marvel and how you hate the characters. If you look at the characters overall, Daredevil is probably one of the most interesting Marvel characters in the universe because you know he got blind or whatever, and his senses got enhanced. But like he's not like the rest of the heroes in that he kills people all the time. Like he don't give a shit. He's kind of like the Punisher. He just he he's really brutal that way. So it makes for an interesting more of a storyline. So this was Ben Affleck. No, 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 not no, the, the, no, no. But that it's it's based on the same movie though, same, right? the same character, yeah, yeah, the same character. On the same, you know. Uh, Let me ask you a question: Green Arrow. Did you ever do Green Arrow? No. Yeah, no. I, I watched it a while. There, the problem with a series show or uh, like ABC, NBC, like those big uh, like commercials, dude. The there's like thirty episodes a season. It's like you don't. There's so much filler in it. Any any of those shows. A lot of fluff. It's all fluff, yeah. Like, you get Netflix, you get 10, 12 episodes. You can right. handle that. And they but, get to the point. Yeah, but, like, any show that's on uh, one of the big networks, it's 24 episodes a season. Yeah. Like, uh, what was the one? Black Blacklist? Or bl- Speaking of the mic. Uh, Blacklist was a oh, huge no, no, show. No, 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 no. No, the Black Sales. Black Sales? No, that was no. Stars. That was a pirate show on Stars. Blacklist? Blacklist was a huge show. Huge show. On NBC, yeah. But it's like 24, 30 yeah. episodes a season. That, like, that was our biggest fan, Smith Diesel's favorite show. Oh, he likes that? There's yeah. no way you can have 30 episodes in a season or something and maintain like a certain level of quality. Dude, I, I have a confession to make, and it's it's crazy. I, my ex-roommate, Chris McVoy, I don't know if you guys know him. He, he's always around. But he we used to sit at home and watch every network TV show like there was. Yeah. I haven't watched a network television show in a long, long time. Actually, the last one that I watched, it, speaking of hitting a wall, and it's another Marvel Universe show was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That was like an ABC show, and I watched like the first three seasons. But you're right. It's like 20 episodes, yeah. and you're just like, I can't. And they, again, here's the difference in how you consume your media. You watch like a show on ABC, and you get hit with five commercials throughout like an hour-long show. Or if you go on Netflix, you get 42 minutes or 48 minutes of the show all the way through. Like, it's Even just, if I see a show on Netflix from a network that has 24 episodes in a season – and there's five seasons. I'm like, ah, oh, this is a lot, yeah. a lot to get into. It's like, too much. Know? So Bobby, Bobby Cahill checks in a couple times, and he brings up a couple. He brings up one show that I do want to get into that I've heard a lot about, and another show that I did hit a wall on. So he brings up uh, the first one was Peaky Blinders. Yeah. In wall. Are you you hit a wall? wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have, I haven't got into Peaky yet. Yeah, I've had a lot of people job. tell me about I it. I heard it's great. Yeah. You hit a wall. Yeah. Second one that I 
I, it started as a great show. I hit a wall. Homeland. Totally hit a wall in Homeland. Every single time. It's the girl goes crazy, then she cries, then she does something great. And All right, then so, something oh, is, crazy is happens, and then she hits. If you finish a season, and then you, the new seasons come out, and you don't just jump back into it, would you consider that still hitting a wall? Like, Yeah, dude. Kind of, I haven't watched yeah. like the last two seasons of Homeland. But I'm saying, like, when it, when it was current, I was watching it, and then at, at some point, I, I, I never got on to the new season. And uh, it just was left at that. Like, yeah, you know, because I, it didn't draw your interest enough for you to jump right back in. There's a lot of shows out there that when you're really into them, you're like, dude, I can't wait. Like, Making Murder 2? Yeah. I'll be there the 19th. Right. I'm right. ready I to go. Wait. Right? I can't wait. Like, I can't wait for that. Like, I'm totally ready to go the night of or, like, the maybe the morning of, like, I'll so drink have a cup of coffee new, and watch the first show. New, uh, yeah. It's like an No, no, no. It's the same guy. It's the same. It's Stephen A. Avery. Stephen Avery. Same guy. It's an update now. By the way, you know Brendan Dassey got released yes he got released they started to go funny for him oh my goodness the wrestlemania WrestleMania. (laughs) that kid so you know what last thing on this until we jump into sports but this is a good one because you guys talked about the wire what is a sport and then he's the main character and a character is a plays in another series right so the big knock on and i think this actually would be my top three best shows that are running right now is billions However, I never watched Homeland. Never started. Didn't start it. But the main character, one of the main characters in Homeland is the main character in Billions. He is Bobby Axelrod. And so what a lot of people have said that they prevented them from getting into Billions is they wanted to watch, but all they keep thinking about is him from Homeland. And I forget his name in Homeland. If anybody's on here that knows what I'm talking about, give me the name of the guy of who Bobby Axelrod yeah. in billions plays in Homeland. And they'll tell you guys. And they're like, the main guy. they're uh, like, I can't get over that guy. Yeah, in that uh, role. Brody. Brody. That's yeah. it. Nicholas yeah. Brody. Right. So they're like, I can't get over him as that, but in billions, he's amazing as Axelrod. And see, I never watched Homeland. So I don't know like what he is in that show versus what he is in billions. Yeah. But billions is, I think top three best shows on right now. Smitty, Semini. Smitty, what's up, buddy? Dude, he's like mad at me. He's always mad at me for some reason. Why would you do? <laughs> I'm just excited I'm talking about do? TV shows and he gets do? all upset. I can't blame him. All right, let's let's jump in because I I wanted to actually I wanted to touch on baseball, but we ran so long on the TV that let's jump into UFC because I'm fucking pumped for UFC 229 tomorrow. Like seriously, I'm I couldn't I haven't been more excited for a fight in the last two years. This exceeds my expectations for a fight well more than the McGregor boxing match did. Like, I, that, was, that was fun, the Mayweather-McGregor boxing match. It was fun. It was cool to see it. But this, I'm pumped about. And so let's, let's just talk about it a little bit. So tomorrow night, UFC 229, it's the main event. It's Conor McGregor against Khabib Nurmagomedov. And Khabib is the... He's been practicing that pronunciation. Yeah, I have. That was difficult. I have. It's kind of tough, too. It's a really <laughs> tough one. Khabib is the new lightweight champ, the new stud in UFC. And the irony of his raise to fame or rise to fame is that as Connor sort of, you know, phased out after his second Diaz fight and did the boxing match, Khabib was on his way up. And so he rose up and Josh probably knows this better than I do. I think at the time did did Connor fight the Connor didn't fight Diaz at 155, right? He fought him at like 170, right? Both, both times. That's what yes. I thought. So, Which so Diaz? He, Nate Diaz. McGregor, so they fought at 170. That's right. And, That's what uh, I thought. On the rematch, um, they were talking about changing the weight, and McGregor's like, no. We, we fought. He beat me at 170. We're going right, to fight, fight at 170 again. Right. Because the only reason they fought at 170 before was because uh, 
someone uh, McGregor was going up to fight somebody, and no, they they got something happened, right? Something happened. No, no. McGregor was fighting someone at one fifty five. One, yeah. Uh, Dos Anjos at one fifty five, and uh, Dos Anjos pulled out. That's and right. Diaz was in Cancun, and he couldn't make one fifty five. He said, "Let's fight it." One sixty five, and McGregor's like, "No, fuck it. We'll fight at one seventy. Right. Let's, yeah. I'll right. come up to you. Like, right. Let's go. Right. And then he lost. And, he and lost. then he said, "If we're running it back, we're gonna do it at the same way right. because that's where he beat me at." Right. So. Yes. So McGregor coming off eighteen months of not having a UFC fight, and Khabib is just on this dominating run of the lightweights. And by the way, I like to say this all the time because we're talking about the weight class. So again, these guys are fighting at one fifty five. It's lightweights. And for a perspective on the size of these guys, Connor's five nine, Khabib's five ten. So. If you know Nick and myself, it's basically our size. Like I'm, I'm five ten, like one eighty. So like basically our size, a lot lighter. It's not my size. Average, uh, average, average. Nick, I gotta give you height. You see them at one fifty five, you're like, oh, they're probably smaller or something. No, I'm no, a, I'm they're about, not. They're, I'm about two bills. Well, the uh, so it's crazy because Josh and I had a whole conversation about this before our podcast at Screwballs about McGregor and how ridiculous he is. So Connor is an inch shorter than me with a 74-inch reach, and his, his arms are just so long. And that, that's part of what's so interesting about this fight. So when we break down the fighters, let's start with Connor because everybody knows Connor, right? Connor is probably in the top 10 of the most recognizable athletes on the planet right now, right? Yeah, and even higher on the, the list of uh, incomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, top five of top, making money. Yeah. yeah. No, I think he's in the top three, actually. Three, yeah, yeah, I think it was like... Uh, Cristiano, it's Nora, him. And then, it's him, Messi, Floyd, and um, and obviously Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're top top four, I think. Mm-hmm. I I looked it up a couple days ago, but yeah, right. He's, he's definitely up there. So everybody knows Connor, but what I've been hearing a lot about is, well, Connor's not ready for this. You know, he did the boxing thing. All he cares about is the money. Blah blah blah. I I tend to disagree a lot, and I wanted to get Josh's take and Prof's take on it because. What I've seen from him is a total turn from the way that he promoted other fights and the way that he was out in front of the other fights. I know everybody goes back to that bus incident, right? But there's a lot underneath of that that we don't have to get into about like the camps and how they were arguing and all that. But I feel like Connor is like really preparing for this fight. Like he's been training, he wants to fight. And so we'll talk about contrasting styles, but Connor's, what Connor does great, if you're not a UFC fan, is he's a striker. And his best offense is a counterpunch, right? He's a stand-up guy. He keeps you at length, and, and he counterpunches. What Khabib does is he's a wrestler. And that's why Josh is great to be here, because Khabib is a, a world-class wrestler, right? And so what Khabib does, if you want to check it out on YouTube, I know everybody said this, but I have to say it too. <laughs> when he's seven years old, he's wrestling a bear. And that's true. Have yeah. you seen that yeah, video? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, so he's seven years old wrestling Where's a bear. Where's he from? He's from Russia, the mother Russia. Is it Dagestan? I think. Dag, yes, Dagestan. Because it's Dagestan against Dublin. Yeah. That's that's the that's the, the matchup. And so the contrasting styles are real. Well, what Josh and I were talking about last week is when you watch, if you go to YouTube and you watch Khabib highlights, he is very aggressive in the way that he's been going at a lot of his most recent opponents. And I think we all agree, and because the reasons he's not scared of getting knocked out. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, he. he the amount he presses for it, he's always pressing, pressing, pressing. But he hasn't really had to go against someone who has the hands that Connor has. So, I mean, he fought Edson Barboza, who's a good striker, but he, he's more leg kicks. So, to go against someone with the, the punching ability and the left hand that uh, Connor has, it, it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if, if he presses the, in the same fashion. Right. 
Right, I agree. And because when you watch the fight, uh, with Smitty, Smitty chimed in. What's he got there? Don't worry about Smitty, dude. He doesn't know about anything about fighting. I'll fight him whenever Connor, he wants. He said Connor's four right now behind Renato, so he was just giving us some some updating on the uh, on the but money there. Th- that's unbelievable because when you look at the rest of the athletes in the UFC, there's no one else that's not even close. That well, and that's why when you, we talked about the fight that he did with Mayweather, that's why he did it because he wanted that huge one payday. He would never have gotten that in UFC. No, but you know what he's getting this fight? Oh. I heard. I heard he's uh, around. 50 million oh, yeah. or something it's, that he could end up making yes, at the gate yes. and, and everything. It's, it's going to be probably the largest purse by far oh, in yeah. UFC history. But, and again, now look at what he did to, in order to get that purse up. He went and did the boxing match, yeah. did the star thing, and now he comes back to UFC, right? So, But even before that, when he was in the UFC, I guess it would be the, the Alvarez fight was the fight before that. He was making way more money than any other fighter in the UFC. Oh, yeah. Just, well, think about Diaz too. Like how, how crazy was it? Diaz won. We we talked about like the lead up, and then yeah. the guy drops out, so he couldn't make the fight. But then Diaz two. Do you remember Diaz two? Like how pumped everybody yeah. was for Diaz two. Yeah. That was unbelievable. That's after he lost. He didn't lose any fan. Like he didn't lose his fan base. No, because we well, got a pass right because he fought up, and it was yeah. you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. yeah. So so he had Diaz two. That was huge. And this comparatively, look, Diaz is a great fighter with a great chin. He's not Khabib. Different styles. Different, different styles. styles yeah. So what's 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 interesting to me is, and they actually both sort of have the same style with the way that they fight and the way they control the ring. Because Connor is the same way, like always forward, right? Because he's a counter puncher, so he cuts the octagon in half. He he boxes you in, and then he's waiting to hit that counter punch. Khabib does the same thing, except he's waiting to shoot. And I've never seen anybody dominate on the ground the way that Khabib has. Yeah, I mean when. Michael Johnson, he fought Michael Johnson two, two, three fights ago, and he said that he's never felt anyone grab him and and have that grip on him. He's never felt that. He said his takedowns weren't anything special. Like, you know, he he, he shoots a lot from afar and, and whatnot, but he said when he got him on the ground, he never felt that pressure. It felt like he was going against a 185-pounder. So Yeah, and the, the strength of him on the ground and his ground and pound is just vicious. And what you see out of him when he gets guys down, it is unbelievable. I, I saw a fight, and I wish I would remember the guy's name. It wasn't the Johnson fight, but it was a different one where he beat the crap out of this guy. It was probably Barbosa. They, they went. That was yeah. it, Barbosa, and he went, he went the, the distance. distance though, but you know dude, I mean? he beat the living yeah. crap out of yeah, Barbosa. But he didn't finish. Him, no, you know he couldn't I mean? finish so, him. He couldn't finish him. No, and, he couldn't. And, and I Quinta, his last fight. I mean, I Quinta put up a, a good fight against him. Um, he kind of exposed Khabib a bit for his striking. Like he looked, he didn't, he looked, I mean, he beat Iquinta up, but he, he didn't look like he, he could beat Connor. Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's it. And, and, and before that fight, if well, you looked at, if when's the last time right? Connor fought? Well, Connor, Connor hasn't fought in the UFC in over 18 months. Yeah. That, is that a problem? No, I mean, he, I don't think he so. fought. And he fought Floyd Mayweather. I know like he's he training. I know he's training, but is he well, training? Think about it like this. Like, Bob. is he training UFC training? It's different. Yeah. It's think, boxing. And, and think about it like I this. I know I, that that's that's kind of my point. McGregor right? was twenty-one and three as in his like professional MMA record. He's fought plenty of MMA fights. When he went to box, all he was doing was training for six months for one boxing yeah. match. So that, 
be it's going to be interesting to see if he picked up anything like you know and he's going to bring to the UFC. I agree. Well, you think about it, right? What his strength needs to be in this fight is the stand up, which is already a strength. Now, no, I think his strength needs to be the, blocking the, the, the takedown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Josh, <laughs> yeah. Josh, that's kind of one of the things that I was I wanted to ask you about is what do you think like is the there's a lot of different aspects obviously in mixed martial arts. You've done a couple different aspects of it. You've trained in a lot of different aspects of it. What do you think is the most what's the key you know, skill for you to have to succeed in, in it. I know re we've both come from a wrestling base, obviously you a little bit more so than myself, but yeah. like, it seems like everybody kind of starts there. Like the guys that have been really success successful have been wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, you look at, yeah, like you said, most of the champions, I mean, they, they have a wrestling foundation. So you have to say that, that you, you can't really disagree that that's the, the most solid fundamental skill. Like, I mean, all the boxing and everything, it goes away when you put someone on the mat and they're on the back. You can't punch. I mean, you know, you, so that's, you get a when, hold of someone. Yeah. And it's, you, it's easy to get a hold of someone. You it know is. I mean? it's, when you look at, when you look at the pantheon of UFC fighters, right? Like you look at your knockout artists and guys that win a lot of matches, but then guys who have sustainability, it's like the whole Josh Lieben versus Koscheck thing, right? Like, or Chris Lieben versus Josh Koscheck. They, that was like the original ultimate fighter and yeah. the guys talk about trash and Levin was a world-class wrestler or sorry, Levin was a, Koscheck was a world-class wrestler and Levin was a striker and Levin's knocked everybody out, but they get in the ring and then he can't catch him and Koscheck gets him to the ground and he just beats him up. He just ground and pounds him and dominates. And so they, that, that, that's, that's the whole thing in UFC. That's why I think Connor's rise is so amazing because he's primarily a stand-up guy yeah. and he's been able to dominate like that at the stand-up. It's interesting. A lot of the fighters like that don't have a wrestling background, I, the way they've avoided getting taken down, you know what I mean? And well, Connor's the perfect example of that. And even a lot of the, the people with a wrestling core, they're not attempting to take the other person down. They're more comfortable. It's more striking, reactive, you know right? I mean? It's more like, reactive. Look at Tyron Woodley. He's not take. He's not going for takedowns. You know what I mean? He's a he was a dominant wrestler, all American, multiple time. He's not going for takedowns. Aaron Pico, he's a new guy in Bellator. He's was a dominant wrestler. He's twenty one years old. He was, uh, you know, uh, Olympiad or whatever it was, dominant wrestler, and he's just standing with people. And I think having that, um, the the comfortability of knowing that this guy is not going to be able to take you down, so you're. They're they're worried about you taking them down, so they have to react to that. Right. They have to uh, position themselves and and uh, position their body in a way to defend your shot, defend your takedown, and you don't because you don't care. Like so, they're, it's they're more take it down. It's more the, you know they having a, a wrestling background makes the uh, the opponent initialize contact almost like they have to almost initiate that strategy yeah for sure it changes because their you dynamic. can you yeah. can react almost to anything that they throw at you you're, as you're, long as you're on your feet you're, you're right? always worried like when you're gonna throw a kick you're worried okay if i start to throw this kick i'm vulnerable to get taken out i'm always vulnerable to get taken down you know what i mean so it's right you you you, you have to re react to that like you said wow no i i honestly i love it i i, I love the talk i i'm i'm so honestly just excited for this matchup because of how much a different style these guys play. So when we talk about like looking for the takedown and what Conor McGregor has done in all of his fights is he presses you to a corner. He makes you stand up with him. 
And then as soon as you try and stand up with him, he just counters and just catches you. Every time you throw a punch at Connor, he counters. The other side, Khabib just presses you into a corner and looks for that spot to grab you and take you down. And when he takes you down, he just keeps you down. Yeah, I mean, Connor fought a good wrestler in Chad Mendez who took Connor down multiple times. Connor was able to get up. He got up. He got up. He got and, up. And he know, was hurting Mendez. I feel like Mendez stood up with him way too long in that fight. Like he tried to stand in front of him way too much. Yeah. And he got hurt a couple times. Yeah. I mean, Connor, uh, Mendez was, was on a short notice that fight. And he, he, maybe two weeks or something, he took the fight. And he, he was winning the fight against Connor. But, you know, they stood up. Connor was able to get it onto the feet. He, he, he escaped from him from the bottom. He was able to get on the feet. And, you know, he, he started. Well, and, and you know what people forget about that Mendez fight is that Mendez busted him open. That's what I'm saying. He busted ground, him he, open he, early in the second round Mendes when he got him down. The fight, yeah, like, you he, know I mean? he busted him open early in the second round. But you're right. Connor got up. And at the end of the second round is when he hurt Mendez standing up. He hurt him bad. Yeah. And so then that kind of makes me think about this this fight. Like, okay, Connor is probably going to get taken down, but is he going to be able to get get up? Right. Hang, I, mean? I think you make a great point. Is is Khabib going to get caught trying to shoot with a shot and get hurt, or is Connor going to be able to get up when Khabib tries to take him down? Because if Khabib holds him on the ground, it, it's a wrap. And if yeah, but Connor it's not can, a wrap. It's it's okay because every round starts on a feet. So I mean, true, If he doesn't true. finish him, and he, he didn't finish his his last two fights, you know what I mean? True. No, nope, that's a good point. So no, nope. very good point. All right, so let's go. Where let's, do you where do you? Khabib is minus one ninety, and Connor's plus one fifty. So Khabib is a pretty strong favorite coming into tomorrow night. So let's start with you, Nick, because this is not. This but is you got not put something me, out dude. there. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have not watched the UFC for a really long time. And and there's a reason for it. I haven't been, I haven't been drawn into it the way I was in the past. Guys like Forrest Griffin were my favorite. Tito Ortiz was my favorite. I loved Uriah Faber. These are the guys that I was really drawn into. George St. Pierre, they were my guys. I really don't feel like there's, there's guys anymore that generate that type of hype. Connor, that's the guy. I, mean, like, I know he's the, the one bringing everyone. I know, but Connor is the guy. I know, but he's the guy. So where can I go beside him? So I have no, I have nothing to base it on he's other than watching right watching him and his stand up and what he's worked on in his stand up to say that I think that he wins. That and that's that's plain and simple. Like bottom line is I haven't watched it in that long because I really feel like it's faded out a lot. To you, to me, to no. me, absolutely, to me. So for other people, yeah, there's definitely certain things that yeah. you're interested in. You know, watching it's tough to watch get the casual person into into the UFC into MMA. It, it is I mean? because what do they charge people that like it? What are they charging like pay per view wise for any good fight? What are they charging you? It's probably seventy bucks for more. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So those are things like I'll, yeah. I mean, they have fights on Fox and well, they'll have a free. I, they have the free. I know, but before, these are, and they'll but do those the whole are the, thing. those are the guys like that's almost like watching the the. 87ers like that it, it, you don't really do that right i mean well it's hard to get into do you no watch actually, those look, chimed in chuck liddell we we talked about you know what it's crazy that chuck she liddell, said chuck that's, liddell. A, that's a million years ago i know that but you know chuck liddell reminds me of that's, we talked about this reminds me of like, connor in the way he strikes because he used to hold his hands low and bring that like that yeah. awkward strike that it's, people couldn't deal with because he can't the traditional keep your hands right right and Con- that, I feel like I feel like that's the same way it, Connor it doesn't remind it doesn't remind like me that of all around. it reminds me of when Vince McMahon and and WWE went real down in the dumps after that that spike in the 
early 2000s. And Anthony they were like, Attitude they're like, let's bring back Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. That's what it reminds me of. Bringing back guys oh, you like mean Liddell fight Chuck Liddell. Now? Yeah. I like think the UFC, that's Bellator. I mean, they're trying to, I know, but to that, sell the yeah. fight. Exactly. And that's what it is. It's, it doesn't draw me in. It's but like, you're okay. The, you're the guy they're trying to bring back in. That's the guy. Yeah. You know but I'm that not, guy. You, you won't watch it? But you, I'm too, you won't watch I'm too Liddell smart for that. No, I'm not yeah. watching it. Why wouldn't you? They're looking to get you. I know. These guys are 50 years old at this point. I'm not watching it. Yeah, but it's free. Why wouldn't you watch it? I'd watch it. Because it's like not, it's not. A sporting event to me. I mean, I just don't feel like that into it anymore. I do get the the aspect of UFC. They're trying to build things up. I just don't. I don't feel like there's anybody beside Connor that's really trying to to yeah. carry yeah. the carry it, the it, the load. For, for a little bit, it was Connor and Ronda, Ronda and uh, <laughs> that's and then Ronda. Yeah, I know. Well, that's Ronda. Well, yeah, Ronda was the big star right before yeah. Connor. So Piercy chimed in. See, here's here's the thing, and this is a good point. When those guys like T. Ortiz was a huge star, so was Chuck Liddell, so was Randy Couture, right? He he brought up the whole Jen. Remember Tito? Is he still married to Jenna Jameson? Is that as far as I know? Yeah. So that that was a Tito Ortiz thing. What? Wait. What was? Who was Tito feuding with? That he he got in a big feud with them. Was it like a Gracie or was it like Ken Shamrock? Who did Tito have his big feud fights with back in the day? Do you remember? Ken Ken Shamrock was one. I thought it was Shamrock. Chuck was Chuck was one. Okay. Yeah. I think Randy Couture too. Yeah, all, uh, Tito Shamrock. Tito, 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 Tito was the biggest one. They had like three fights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah see, Tito, I remember Tito that. Just everybody. Well, the no, last Chuck, one. Tim and Chuck had two fights. I think. Th- this so, the last Tito Shamrock fight. Like Shamrock was a shell, and Tito like destroyed him. Then it was. So like Ricky Ricky like Kelly that. brings up a, a good guy, uh, Matt Hughes. Remember if you remember Matt oh, Hughes? Oh yeah. So like, I I know I was a guy like that did this. Were you 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 were definitely a guy that did this? Were you a guy that did this? Were you an affliction shirt guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the time. Ne- negative, dude. Were you an affliction shirt guy? Negative. You had to. No, I, I know I, you had affliction. Dude, I don't. On. I can't. I can't wear tight t-shirts, man. I can't. <laughs> they, they don't. Dude, the tightest, we were the tightest t-shirt. We used to go out tight. all the time. Oh, we man. were afflictioned out, weren't we? Yeah. Muscle oh, shark. Yeah. Sean. Uh, Sean shirt. Uh, no, that was you. Maybe I, I, that I was definitely me. Yeah, that was your thing. <laughs> what was your affliction? What was your go-to affliction shirt? I had a lot of them, man. I had the Michael Bisming. I had the Sean oh, shirt. I had the Ken Shamrock. A <laughs> lot of lot of affliction shirts to go around. Yeah. Wow. Ricky Ricky could never wear the affliction shirt. No, because Ricky's a smart man like Swags. I don't know what you guys are doing. No, nah, we were. Yeah, we looked shirt. good back then. Hopefully, there there's no Ed Hardy. That was the Ed Hardy oh. time too. You know. What I mean? Hopefully, there's no pictures of those floating around the internet. If anybody has them, a prop, we need them for the from the hill. Oh, they're on. They're on, the, they're on Facebook. They're on. They're on the line. I look good. All right, so. I'll give my prediction. So I think that if this fight goes beyond three rounds, I think Connor ends up losing. From a betting side, because of the odds at Connor plus one hundred and fifty, I'll probably take Connor for a dollar. And yeah, I think that's a good line. Yeah, I like I like the odds. So I think I'll probably end up taking Connor at plus one hundred and fifty. Uh, but like I said, I think the longer this fight goes, I think it favors Khabib. And I don't think that's because of conditioning. I think it's because of the way the fight will go. Because Connor's going to be defending the takedowns, defending the takedowns. Yeah. So I feel like the longer it goes, the worse it's going to be for him. And I feel like a takedown in four or five could be the end for Connor, where he can't get up. But I, I still, I think Connor can finish him. But I have zero confidence in that. I just, I think it's going to be an amazing fight. But from a betting side, I, I would take Connor. Yeah, I think he's going to starch him. Second round KO. You think he's gonna knock him out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all taking Connor. Well, I guess that means if you're if you're listening, you should probably go the other way. The line's good. Be- the line's good. <laughs> Yeah, 
No, the line is good. I mean, the problem is it's Khabib is almost, he, by tomorrow he'll probably be around like minus two hundred. So it'll be like betting a hundred to win two or two hundred to win a hundred. You think it'll get worse? I think it will. Yeah. yeah, because a lot of people, uh, all the analysts today that I've heard are all picking Khabib. Before his last fight, I was more high on Khabib, but he didn't finish Iaquinta. He's not even a top ten guy. I mean, his he looks sloppy. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think Connor has a real chance at, at KO on him. Okay. I like it. All right. Well, that's our that's our UFC. Let's let's move into some college football. And this is this is sort of a weird week for college football because we had so many big games last week, rivalry games. It was crazy. And this week sort of seems like a down week, although we do have a monster rivalry game, which is which is where we'll start. Uh, but we'll just we'll get into the games that we got this week. So the Red River rivalry is the big one. I was say it again. About. Say it again. Say it again. Red River rivalry. Okay, that was better than the first time. Did I mumble it? A little bit. I'm like Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Hello, Marshall. My name's Colson. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> you don't know what a Machine Gun Kelly is? I know he's a human. Use the interwebs, Nick. I know he's a rapper. I know he's skinny. I know he looks like Justin so Bieber. For but those I know of that you, I didn't listen to his music. Yeah. So for those of you who don't live in the South or don't know what the Red River rivalry is, very that cool. is very good. Texas versus Oklahoma. So it's played at the Cotton Bowl, so it's sort of a, a neutral site. But that's Texas is, is 19 and Oklahoma is 7, and this is always a big deal. I'm so glad, though, this year. I'm te- really, I know that Texas oh is good, Oh, my God. Right? Thank I know. you. It's about Thank time. you, Texas, for finally getting back into this I thing. agree with you. Like, man, it's been how long? It's been a while. I mean, Texas has been down. We talked about this last week. Texas has been down for like 10 years. Ever since Vince Young left. That, I don't they know. Have it's, after ten, that? it's close to 10 years. It's close but, to yeah. 10. Yeah. It was Vince Young, Colt McCoy, and then... But, like, just get me to tune in. You know what I mean? I, I, don't, even care. I don't even care if you get killed, but just get I me agree. to tune in. No, I agree. So we start there. We got the Red River rivalry. I just mumbled it. Oklahoma minus 7.5 in that game for anybody that cares. Um, I have it at 7, so... That's true. Nick and I were arguing about that. Um, some other games of note. We got Notre Dame Irish traveling to Virginia Tech. This is actually a really important game of note when we talk about team schedules and what they have left for the rest of the year because this could be very well the last ranked team that Notre Dame has on their schedule this year, which could could be a big deal. Wait, what are they ranked? They're not ranked. Uh, VT is 24. Are they now? Correct. I thought that was Mississippi State. VT is 24. Wow, they must have jumped up. I didn't see that because when we did the we ran through all this last week, they were not. Right. VT is 24. My bay. Yep, no, you're good. And then a game that Prof wants to talk about is – LSU at Florida. Interesting. Prof, what, what interests you about this game? This is weird. Guys, this is a weird game. This is, this is simply a weird game because if you look at the line, they're at Florida. LSU is in the top, what are they, five at this point? So LSU's five and Florida is 22. Somehow Florida's hanging around the top 25, which in and of How? itself is weird. I don't know. How? I don't, that's what I don't get. I'm looking at this thing. I, I go through... I go through my, uh, as I do every week, I go through my list of the lines, and I look at this thing, and it starts out at minus three, LSU minus three, and they're at Florida. I get that, but they drop down to minus two. It's LSU minus two. So I'm thinking this is a double-digit line, and it seems too weird for me. It's one of those ones that you look at, and you, it just tells you, you should probably be on the other side of this. Your, your brain will tell you one thing, but... Your knowledge, like your heart, just tells you, you you shouldn't do that. So when you look at LSU minus two at Florida, I'm thinking I take LSU all the way. They're a top five team. They're a team that can compete to get into that top four spot. 
they're still in the running. They have a crazy schedule ahead of them. I know that, but we mentioned that last week. So that's one that I did want to talk to about Jack, but they're definitely in my picks for the week. I'm going LSU. I'm taking a minus two. It seems outrageous and it's completely against my system, but I'm taking LSU minus two. I am going to go ahead in the Red River rivalry, and I'm going to take Oklahoma minus seven. I haven't minus seven. I don't know where you look at your stuff, but I haven't minus seven. I'm going to take them at minus seven against Texas. There's another game that I'm really into right now. Turn your mic on. You're a professional. Okay. So Miami minus 14 versus Florida State. Ooh, if you guys have, if you guys have listened to the podcast at all this year, you know my hatred for Florida State this year in particular, and how much I think that they stink. So, I am completely on board with Miami versus Florida State. I think it's at Miami. I'm pushing everything in on Miami this week. What's that? Fourteen minus fourteen. Okay. Start thirteen and a half. Move to fourteen. I love Miami in this game. My last pick in college. And this is kind of a stinkeroo, one that you're not going to be too interested in, but it's one where you can actually make some money. And it started at minus one, which is weird to me. This is Illinois at Rutgers. This is Rutgers, okay? We know Rutgers. You know Rutgers. I know Josh Rutgers well. Rutgers. I know Rutgers. What do you know about well. football and Rutgers? Not much. They stink. They stink. They're terrible. So let me give you a stat about Rutgers. I think I dropped this last week. So they did a poll of. The, every team in the, the major five conferences of, of everybody, I guess, that matters. I don't know who's in the poll. They didn't poll me, so apparently they didn't get everybody that matters. <laughs> right? But they did a poll, and they took all of the teams in the major five conferences, and by far the team that finished last, dead last of all the teams, was Rutgers, and it wasn't even close. So Rutgers started out a plus-one favorite. They moved to a plus-five. So that means we're giving Illinois five points. I take Illinois running away. I, I think it's ridiculous. It's a crazy line. This is another one that kind of goes against my system when you sit there and look at it and you say, what would, the, what would you set that line in your own brain? But I take Illinois plus the five. I think they win by double digits. I crazy. think you're insane for, uh, for betting an Illinois-Rutgers game, even though Rutgers is really bad. I just think you're insane. There's two. There's only one game in college that I really like this week. There's a couple that I was musing about, but there's only one pick that I'm giving out. It's Alabama. They're playing Arkansas this week. It's like a million points. I don't care. I don't care. It was at 35. I would lay it up to 40. So in that list of what I just talked about of the worst teams in the major five conferences, Rutgers was dead last. The second to last team is Arkansas. Alabama is going to pound them into the ground. And you have to remember, when Alabama pulls Tua, Jalen Hurts comes in. Just lay all the points. Did it, you throw up in the mic? Uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> lay all the points. Take Bama. Roll Tide. Tied by 100. 35 points? Yeah. Good I take Lord. it. That's a lot. I'm taking it. Why do you do this? I love it. Why I do you do this? I love the big spreads. This is I, what I do. This I know, is but what I don't I get do. it. I just really don't get it. This I, is what I do. Yeah, but like, why are you rooting for... You're just sitting there watching a blowout, and you're just like, oh, keep going. I don't watch them. It's so boring. I don't, I don't watch those games. I, I know. Just, I just set it and forget it, bro. Does LSU Florida seem weird to you? That line is so short. Honestly, like, what if is I that? had some balls in my pants right now, I would say Florida, but I don't because I, I hate Florida this year. I think they're terrible. I don't know what's going on with that line. Seriously, what? I can't. I can't explain it. I know it's sort of a rivalry game, but I can't explain how that's two. LSU is really good. 
And Florida. That's what I said when you were, I, when you had diarrhea and you had to go to the bathroom. I can't. I, I said that I, I don't. I don't get it. I said I that really these. Don't. This is a team that's fighting to get into the. But top let me four. tell you something. Let me tell you something. The guys that set these lines know a lot more than we do. So and so when I look at that game, I would not be taking LSU minus two. You know what that feels like? I got sucked into it with the Patriots against the Jaguars. I have it feels to do like it. a. Come here, hey, hey, got a little, I know, little, dude. Little, little that's for you. That's that my pet. system. Good look, it's got a little something for you. Look, 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 minus two, and and you get crushed. That's my system in a Outright. nutshell. But I really just can't. I can't do this. All right. This is my. That's my system. What you just described. But I, I can't do it. Right. I can't do it because I'm. I'm. I'm totally backing LSU this year. Okay. I'm totally backing LSU. I think that they win one of those two big games that we talked about last week, we and did. I think that they're in I contention. And I think that they're they're in discussions for the final four. Dude, I'm in agreement all the way around. You know, you know, I'm in agreement with you. I really like LSU this and year. And you know what's going to happen? I think they get one of those two games too. I, 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 dude, I'm all the way around with you. You don't have to convince me. I'm with you. But my point is, you know what's going to happen now that I said that I'm, I went on the slam. <laughs> you think now, now they're going to beat off? them, and now we're completely done. Yikes. Now LSU is like they're going to finish. That would be the first one of these. That's exactly the right there. That's totally what's going to happen. Yeah, very. Now, soon. It could happen. It so, certainly could happen. Very there is another happen. game that's that's interesting to me, and I think uh, one of the best games this weekend is Auburn and Mississippi State, and that's a tight line too. I think uh, if I can look it up right now, I'm not sure. I think it was around three, but I'm not sure. That's one of the best games this week. Um, if you're looking for a, a decent game to watch, I don't. I'm not sure where it's going to air, but another good game to watch. What was the one that you put out beside Red River rivalry? Uh, Notre Dame Virginia Tech. That's not going to be a good game. Notre Dame runs away. No, I would. Uh, if I was betting that game, I would definitely take the Irish. They're at seven and a half. I'd probably take them up to nine. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that totally. Yeah. Just like they did with old Stanford. Stanford's got a tight line this week. Yeah, well, Stanford. So we talked about this last week with Notre Dame. If Stanford loses that game to Oregon, which they should have, because the running back fumbles the ball as he's crossing the first down line, which essentially ends the game. He coughs it up. Stanford ends up coming back, ties it, and wins in overtime. If that running back just doesn't fumble that ball, Stanford is not undefeated. They're not ranked as high as they are. We don't look at them as high as they are. They have two losses now. Blah 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 blah. Right, the whole story. So I agree with you. Uh, you know, Stanford, the pack, dude, the pack twelve is really bad. It's just really bad. I don't. I don't have anything else for it. The Pac-12 is just really bad. I don't even like saying really bad. I like saying hard to judge. I like saying hard to judge because. Over the last couple of years, yeah, they haven't fared well against the major conferences, like you know. But at the same time, you see a lot of offensive firepower out there, right? They're they're not so great on defense, but guys like Oregon, Oregon, I feel like they can put up some points against somebody. Stanford, I feel like they can put up some points against somebody. See, I don't agree with that. I'll tell you where I see offensive firepower. I see offensive firepower, firepower, (laughs) offensive firepower in the Big Twelve. I only see offensive firepower in the Pac-12 when they're playing each other because they can't play a lick of defense. The difference is the Big 12 teams can't play a lick of defense, but they can score against anybody. Like the Big 12 offenses are always spread. They always have a good spread quarterback with talent. Big 12 teams can go anywhere and score points. The Pac-12, not so much. We saw it last week against Notre Dame. Although Stanford, to be fair, doesn't exactly run the spread offense like the rest of the Pac-12. But I don't. I don't think. I don't see that offensive firepower in the Pac-12 that we used to. I think eight years ago we did when Chip Kelly was there, when Pete Carroll was there, when when those teams in the Pac-12 had those coaches and got those te- those that the talent there. Yeah, there was a lot of offensive firepower in the Pac-12, but that's all gone. 
but it could come back, right? Because Chip Kelly's back out there. It could, it's very cyclical is what college is. The Pac-12 is just down right now. It's just down. I just don't know how you can't recruit out there. <laughs> I mean, they get talent, and they're still I know they recruit, guys but in that, the league. But that's why, that's why I think they have a lot of like great offensive players, but at the same time, there's, yes. there's like not a lot of oh, yeah. uh, I mean, guys dude, that can come in the, and, and they want to play in the SEC, right? Dude, look at the NFL. Go When you go through your offensive lines and stuff like that, how many guys are you seeing from Oregon and USC? Sure, they're still putting guys in the league. There's no question about that. They still have the talent. It's just putting a team together, a good scheme, good coaching, like all the above. It just It's not happening with the Pac-12 right now. Definitely. So I'm going to throw one at you here before we transition to NFL. Um, Heisman. Heisman talk. We're about five, six weeks in at this point, right? Yeah. This is, is uh, week, week six. six. Okay. So where are you at? Where are you at, Heisman? Wow, you know where I'm at. There's one name and to one a name Tag only. It's Tua Tagovailoa. All right, so That's I'm not it. there with one you. name. I'm not there with you. Josh. You see that? I didn't even have to look at a paper for that name. You like that, <laughs> dude? So I'm I'm Greer. I'm still Greer, number one, and I'm Murray number you like two. Murray, but I, I I like Murray too. Uh, but again, I think tomorrow is a big day. Quarterbacks. Tomorrow is a big day for Murray, dude. I told you, West Virginia is my sleeper to win the Big Twelve. I think they can do it. The reason I like the reason I like Greer is because he he is from West Virginia and he's playing with a West Virginia team. This is not a team that they are. Up in the top fifteen at this point. I think they're twelve. They twelve or eleven. Right, but you know, like it's not that a, accent. It's, pure West it's not Virginia. A, it's not a typical powerhouse, you know, football program. And I, I feel like he's developed very well. And I think that some of the balls that you see him throw are just really. They put him in contention. I think that the, a lot of the teams, Oklahoma, is a, a perennial powerhouse. Uh, Alabama, obviously a powerhouse. Uh, who else is up there in the conversation at this point? Clemson. Um, uh, Ohio um, State. Georgia. Dwayne Haskins. He's obviously up there at this point. He didn't play very well against Penn State at no, all. No, he didn't. So I think that takes him back a notch. I think that puts him clearly in fourth, if not further behind. Yeah, agreed. I mean, if we were looking at right now at the layout, I would have two of Murray and Greer all ahead of Haskins for sure. So that that was my only question to you about. Yeah, it's Tua. It's Tua to me until he doesn't come into a game and throw three touchdowns every game. What do you have for NFL, man? Let's do it. NFL. Josh, do you watch the NFL? A bit. A bit. So we're going to start right here because the Vikings are coming to town. Last week was a tough loss. Real tough loss. I know the Titans are 3-1, and one, but they're not that good. But let, let's not lie to ourselves. The Titans are not that good. And the question now is, with the Vikings coming into town, stop looking at me like that. Yeah, stop that. throwing up stop in the mic, dude. Yeah, I'm drinking beer, bro. <laughs> That's what a man looks like. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> no, dude. I, I don't know about that. I don't so, know about that. the Vikings coming here to Philly. Eagles minus three, which is strictly just a hometown discount, right? I mean, we agree that when teams are equal on home field, you get the three. That's like the Vegas the total wipe. So basically Vegas is telling you they think these teams are evenly matched. They're giving Eagles three for being at home. So what concerns you about this game? The concern for me about this game is how poorly Minnesota has played for the first three games. That's the only thing. Like at a certain point, when you, when you look at a team that's supposed to come into the season with as much prestige as Minnesota has, at a certain point, you expect them to so actually you, hit the ground running. You feel right? like the Vikings are due. You expect for the rubber to meet the road at some point, right? So I, I, 
watch them and they when you look at them playing against the Rams, it's really hard to it's really hard to say that they're a bad team. I know, but I mean, then they're they, throwing, but then they get they're going throttled by the Bills at home. That's that's one thing. But I they, mean, if you look, what's the worst loss this year in the NFL? No, by far, by, by far, far, by far, Bills, no doubt, throttle the Vikings. No in doubt, Minnesota. But they did come back against the Rams, and this is a team, the Rams team that you're looking at right now. That everybody's all on board with the Rams, obviously with with McVay, Goff, and all the receivers, all the weapons that they have, and they look unbelievable. Yeah, you I can't think stop clearly. them. But you know what? Kirk Cousins is going back and forth with these guys, and he's thrown for. I don't know. He threw like for four twenty-two or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, that was so. It's not like he. Had, it's not There's like no they had a bad it. game, and it's not like you can sit there and say their their defense is terrible because you look at the Rams' offense and they just have it together. So it's really hard to judge them right now. I agree with you, but when I think about this game, I worry less about the Vikings and what they are or aren't, and I worry more about the Eagles and how they're playing because you could say the same thing about the Eagles. I mean, when I look at this team and I look at their defensive statistics, they're in the top 10 in run defense. They're in the top 10 in turnover different. Like, they're, they're in the top 10 in all these categories, except plays over 20 yards. They're, like, second to last. Well, what did we talk about last week? What was going to change the game? It was specifically on the run game for both teams, right? So they, if, if the Titans wanted to run the ball, they shouldn't have been able to run the ball because our defense is a top run defense. If the Eagles wanted to run the ball, the Titans' defense is one of the worst run defenses. And for some reason, for whatever reason, I don't know why, they completely went away from any run threat well, whatsoever. Well, that's been a problem the last two weeks with I don't Carson Wentz back. They've I don't done know. that both of the last two weeks with Carson Wentz back. It, is it because the running backs aren't healthy? I don't is know. Is it because... I think, honestly, what I think it is, and I think it has to do a lot with Doug Peterson, and it's that Andy Reid philosophy, because if you look at the pantheon of Andy Reid teams, they're at that like 65-35 pass run. And Doug Peterson's like, well, I got my guy back. I got my, my main guy back. I don't believe We're going to throw more. We're going to throw more. It's what they do. They throw, they throw, they throw. When the, and when they go to the run and it's two yards in a cloud of dust, that makes them not want to go back. And they just throw, they throw, they throw. But honestly, I don't even, I don't even have a problem with the Eagles offense as much as I do giving up the deep ball. We forget but we can't, that the Titans, that game should have never went to overtime. That Titans receiver dropped a deep ball wide open that he would have scored on or got them down there before that in the fourth quarter. That wasn't overtime? No, that was the fourth quarter. I can't remember the guy's name. Dropped the ball like like deep. He, he's the guy that ended up winning the game, obviously, with his one catch. But that deep ball was there all day, and it continues to be a problem. And everybody on local radio wants to keep pointing to Jalen Mills and like singling him out like they, he's the guy. But I talked about this last week. In the Swartz scheme, our front four, which should be a vicious front four, all of a sudden the last couple weeks is not getting pressure. And so when Jim Swartz dials up pressure, if that pressure doesn't get there, you're leaving your secondary on an island. Like nobody can cover forever, especially deep. And when you're singled up and going deep, if the blitz doesn't get there, that ball's there. Well, and Mariota makes that hard, obviously, because he can he's elusive. He gets, Correct. He gets out of the pocket Correct. and he can move and make plays. If you can't get to him and stop him but from being that ball, I, I just you got single coverage. I just going don't deep. know how you can have no problem with the offense looking at what that offense offensive line did. It's not that I don't have no problem with it. It's not my biggest concern. Like so the offensive line, I know they take a lot of flack, and I know that Carson holds on to the ball a lot more, and I know it all 
kind of trickles down. Like if the receivers don't get open, then the offensive line has to hold the line for a longer period of time. And then Carson holds the ball. I know I, I get all that, but at the same time, they were blowing up that offensive line a lot. Yeah. The, the offensive line did not look good last week. They did not look good. I, I mean, neither in pass or run. Well, I don't know. Josh watched the game. I know. He, he, God, he wants to say something. He, <laughs> You, you, you bowed out of the MMA, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I take my bow. No, but no one that's, that's, that's one of the main concerns for me is what they looked like last but see, week. But, but actually, let me go back, Josh, because you're an Eagles fan, right? Yeah. And so this is important because, like, all I heard all week on the radio is it's Jayla Mills, it's Jayla Mills, it's Jayla Mills, right? You watched the game this week, and obviously he got beat on a couple of those balls. So up front, you'd want to say, well, obviously, we need, like, it's Jayla Mills' fault, right? Like, he should be able to cover better. But when I watched the game the way I did, on those plays when they went deep and they got those deep balls, it was always when they brought extra pressure. And when the Titans picked it up correctly, Mariota or it was able to move around or miss a guy, and he's able to go deep. How, how do you think Jalen Mills or any of these cornerbacks in the league can take these corners deep one-on-one down the field? Yeah, you can't cover them forever. And what we talked about last week with those deep balls is it's a 50-50 prop now. You throw that ball up deep, and if you get the guy because he's bigger than your corner, maybe he makes a catch, or you get a P.I. if you get him singled up. Because what are the chances of throwing an interception when you're well, singled up? Well, one of the biggest things I think that with Mills this year, what's, what's differed from last year is I think that the safety play has been just That's what I'm saying. Terrible. It's, you can't put it all on the cornerback. Like, it's a team game. I get it, but you know what? At the same time, you, at a certain point, you're – called upon to make plays and I, you know he hasn't made them he's he's been the i'm not saying he's played well i'm not here to defend he's the guy. worked 100 percent like almost against the defense this year like he hasn't made that play and i i just i don't know what what the answer is i don't know if you put jones out to the the outside and and try to bring someone else inside i don't know what the answer is at this point but the safety play if the safety play is stronger obviously it supports him but at a certain point, if you're if you're a shutdown corner, if you're a guy that's going to play on the outside, you have to make a play at some point, and he hasn't made anything. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, at some point, you do have to make plays, and he has struggled. There's no question about it. I'm not here to defend the guy. I just think what you hear from the coaches, and especially Doug Peterson talked about this week, he said, look, if they're going to keep attacking a spot in our defense and a specific guy, maybe that has to do with the way the coaches are setting that guy up. If we're setting him up to get beat on a double move with no safety help over the top because we're bringing extra pressure, we should probably address that. And by the way, with our defensive personnel, we should be able to get to the quarterback with four or five. That's the bottom line. I mean, we keep talking about our front four, like we have the top five front four in the NFL. You should be able to get to the quarterback then. And we shouldn't have to bring extra pressure and leave these guys out on island. Yeah, but I think a lot of teams at this point have have planned for that. They've planned for that. They're getting the ball out quick. They're, you're not seeing a lot yeah, of deep balls. Yeah, but don't you think teams plan for balls, Khalil Mack? Like, why is, like, don't you think when teams go to play the Bears, they go, oh, well, Khalil Mack's lining up over there. And don't you think when, like, Aaron Donald and Fletcher, like, when Fletcher Cox lines but up, that's teams double him, it doesn't matter. He's such a good player, he beats that. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's that's different. So, you you know, Khalil Mack allows for the rest of the team to get there, right? The, our 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 front four, our front five, whatever the case may be, like they plan for us kind of almost accordingly. They're not planning for Fletcher Cox to get in there. Oh, necessarily. They're, they're to, planning for Fletcher Cox. But He's not, double on every play. Not necessarily. Not necessarily for the sack, but to clog up the run game, right? True. So they're they're getting the ball out in the pass game a lot quicker. So that that we're getting pressure and there's a lot more quick passes going on. 
there's a lot of stuff that happens in open space that we're not prepared for. So it's not necessarily like the quarterback's back there for six, seven, ten seconds. Like we're not giving him a whole hell of a lot of time. I think that the the this the game plan for the other team has been get the ball out quick, get our guys in space, and then we'll be okay. Because our guys aren't tackling. No, I agree. Our, our safeties aren't tackling. Our corners nope. aren't tackling. Nope. Our linebackers aren't tackling at this nope. point. So I think that's been more the plan, more so than let's drop our quarterback seven steps and let him sit in the pocket and wait. No, what you're seeing is what you're seeing is you make a good point. What you're seeing is is let's get the ball out quick, let's get the ball out quick, let's get the ball out quick, and then let's take a shot. Let's do a double move. Let's take a shot. But it just seems like every time they take a shot, do you dis- You guys disagree? You, you guys watched the last two games. Every time they take a deep shot, I feel like it's there. Like, I, I can't remember the last deep shot that a team has taken against us in the last two games where it hasn't been there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, mean, I, th- I feel like every time they take a deep shot, even the game before that, when Jalen Mills bites on a double move and it's a bad throw over the receiver's head, the guy's open. You just, they missed the shot. But like, I mean, McLeod's been there for a couple of shots, but he's dropped the interception. Right. That's the only thing. Yeah. I so, mean, like, that's the only thing I see. So like, I just, I feel like the shots are there when they go to take them. So, how do you feel about this week? I, dude, honestly, I'm not feeling good about this game. I'm not feeling good about this game. And you know what makes me feel good about this game? Is that people don't feel good about this game. <laughs> I really do. Like, I feel like for the last couple of weeks, we have felt so comfortable with these games. And myself included, even from the, the, from the first time that we started talking about NFL. Yeah. I looked at the schedule and said, you know, we have, we have a lot of leeway. We have a lot of, uh, of space for for Carson to come back. And I actually thought that Carson should come back this week. I thought that this would be the first week and then probably stupid for me to, to think that way. But just looking at, at the way that this, this season has set up, I feel like people have gotten a lot more comfortable just saying, okay, this is a cupcake win. We did it with Tennessee. We did it with Indy Tampa. We tried to do it with Tampa. That didn't work. I think that was initially a fluke, but you know what? Like, it's when you play a team, right? We talked about now that, that I feel now that I feel like we're dialed in. Now that I feel like people are actually worried. Now I feel like things are going to step up. <laughs> All right. So you, you it makes no so sense. You, you like the Eagles this week? I do. All right. Well, let's. All right. Let you know what. Let's let's fast forward here a little bit because we're running a little long. So let me give you let me give you a list of games and then we'll do our NFL picks so we can wrap up. So we talked about the Vikings at the Eagles. The Eagles are minus three. I wrote down some other games of note here, and then I'll let Nick give you some games of note before we do picks. So the Dolphins go to the Bengals, and that's a battle of three and one teams, which is actually in the AFC, surprisingly, a game that matters. Especially for those two turns. Yeah, and the Bengals are minus six, which I expected. The Falcons are playing the Steelers, and these are sort of the opposite of the game we just talked about because this is a really important game for good teams who don't have good records, right? Like before this, the Bengals and Dolphins, we feel like are bad teams with good records. The Falcons and Steelers, we feel like are good teams with bad records. So Falcons are going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's minus three. Again, that's that home team line. Uh, The Jags are going to the Chiefs. This is a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. This is a good one because have you seen – you you've obviously seen Jalen Ramsey and how much he he's to, I love it to prod he's my kind of guy to prod the people that he's he playing is against. my kind of guy and you heard what he said about uh, Tyreek Hill yep that he's been a Pro Bowler sure he's a pro Pro Bowler but he's been a Pro Bowler for uh, special teams <laughs> he's a he's a kick return specialist and that's all he is he said I went to the Pro Bowl for my position yeah cornerback. So he's confident. I like that. I like I, that. Dude, I, I love it. 
Like, I think he's... Did you, did you see... I don't know if we brought this up. Did you see his preseason where he rated all the quarterbacks yeah, in the league? of course. And literally, he was just like, oh, uh, Kirk Cousins, he trashed. <laughs> like, that. this is a true... He did an interview with GQ, and he, like, went down the list of guys, and he was like, Aaron Rodgers, ah, he I. Did he say anyone was good? No, nobody's <laughs> no good. One's good. No one's good. The a, the a yeah, no one's good. He's like Aaron Rodgers. I, I. But then everybody else, it was like, it was like Kirk Cousins, he trash. Eli Manning, <laughs> he trash. Oh yeah, so, so oh, he decent. No, he trash. He got, dude, so, it's, it's it's amazing. I was a, an A plus. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're all right or you're decent, <laughs> you, you're you're an MVP. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I like that though. Yeah, I do too. I like the Jags this week. I, okay. Nah, that's funny because I don't listen. At a, at a certain point, I know, and I've said this before, that Andy Reid offense is going to hit the wall. It does, but it it's, does, it's not going to happen in week five. It's going to happen more like week 10. I know, but it's going to hit the wall. You, this is a good defense. These guys are going to be amped up. They're in Jacksonville, right? It is in Kansas City. Oh, okay. City. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me reset. All right. So a couple more, two more games of interest that I see. The Rams traveled to Seattle. This is a short line to me, even though it's Rams minus seven in Seattle, because the Seahawks are a dumpster fire right now. So I'm surprised to see that line that short. And then Monday night, the Skins, the Washington racial slurs, they travel to New Orleans to play the Saints. <laughs> That's the Saints minus six. Uh, the Saints win that big. Drew Brees is up for a big uh, award. All right. A so big milestone. Prof, then you, you do your picks, and then I'll follow with my picks, and then we'll, All right. we'll close this out here. Of course. I always have to go first. Well, you're the so prophet. I don't, I don't know about you're this one. This was a weird one to me, but I'm taking this. I'm taking Arizona outright at San Francisco, minus three and a half, down from five and a half. This is a, a good swing for me. Obviously, monitor the line before the game, but it's a pretty good swing, enough for me to say that Arizona wins this game outright. I think that. Uh, they get a good win here at San Francisco with C.J. Beathard. I think C.J. is going to throw a couple picks in this game. My next pick, this might come as more of a surprise to Jackson because I know he's a big Phillip Rivers fan. But I like Oakland plus four and a half at Los Angeles. Los Angeles meaning the Chargers. I like them a lot. I think that they might win this game outright. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. I actually like this game a lot. You know what my dog of the week is? Raiders plus five and a half is where I just looked at. Where'd at you get the Chargers. Five and a half. Good plus Lord. Five and a half at the Chargers. And I like the Raiders outright. I have two more for you. I like Tennessee minus five and a half at Buffalo. It is up from three and a half, I believe, if I uh, remember correctly. At Buffalo. Buffalo had their Super Bowl. They've already beaten the Vikings. So they are going to be on the schneid take tennessee minus five and a half at buffalo it's not snowing yet up there so i think this will be a good game for tennessee the next one big swing denver minus one at the jets the jets opened at minus one at home the swing has since gone to denver minus one basically a pick em game take denver ladies and gentlemen after that terrible terrible push against Kansas City on Monday night. Actually, Kansas City ended up covering that game if you took it when it went off at three and a half. I got my four. Yeah, three and a half. Four. Chiefs cover. So I went two and one last week. All right. So eliminating the push, I would have went three and one because <sighs> I did tell you I did tell you about the uh, the Broncos against that in that game. How if you got on it, all right, so give I the told props you about credit. those Broncos. If you got on it 
Who else did I tell you about? The Sharps were all over Denver, by the way. Who, the, who the else Sharps did I tell you about? Were, hang on. Relax. No, relax. This made me so mad. So the Sharps were all over Denver, by the way. So Nick was right. But the problem is when the game went off, it went off at three and a half. And Kansas City won by four. But Nick was right when he put it in. She got Denver before it dipped down below four. Who else did I get? Tell them. So Nick Tell and I went head to head in the Bengals Falcons. And this was a heartbreaker. The, the Bengals scored like last minute touchdown after some penalty BS or I don't know what happened. But the, the Bengals ended up winning outright. They were, what was it? What was it three? Three and a half? Who cares? They won. Yeah, the Bengals won outright. They ended up covering. We were both on the Pats. That's right. And they had a big blowout win. So. And I missed the Jets. I had the Jets against the Jags. We, both of our out. both of our dogs last week did not do very good. Listen, sometimes you gotta get a, you gotta take a chance. It's funny that we're both on the same dog. That actually I don't like that. So Nick gave away my dog of the week. I like the Raiders uh, at San. Or I was gonna say San Diego. I can't help it. Don't we? Literally, Josh. Don't you want to call them the San Diego Chargers? Last year. Did you remember that they're in Los Angeles? No. no. I, I just want to say at San Diego. I remember the. You guys are bad football fans. That they're charging for the parking. I remember. I remember that. You guys are yeah. bad. Football I just. Fans. I just want to say it's the San Diego Superchargers. So I got the Raiders outright at Chargers, but I'll take the points. I'll take the points. Five and a half, four, whatever. Or whatever. We'll see what it goes at. But I like it right now. I just. I just checked. It's five and a half to get at that. So I don't like the props assessment of the Jags going to KC. It's well, that's three. not one of my picks, but I do like yeah. the Jags. I. It's minus three. I like the Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs at home, minus three. I like that line. I'll take KC. Uh, I like the Rams, minus seven. Even though I feel like that's a short line at Seattle, I literally just feel like Seattle is a dumpster. It's and hard I, to call a seven a short line in the NFL. But it should be upwards of nine to ten because of how bad Seattle is now good LA is. I know it's a division game. I know it's on the road. I'm right. Sorry, but I still like the Rams, minus seven. And then I also like the Saints, minus six. I agree with you. I think the Saints have a good week. The Saints have a great week because Drew Brees is going to set the all-time leader for passing and touchdowns and um, you know different things. He's um, unbelievable. All yeah, all, all of them. What do the records all mean anymore? Everybody just throws for 400 yards. Did you see Tom Brady threw for his 500th touchdown on Thursday night? Easy, easy, easy peasy. Not even a big deal. Nope, nope. Not even a problem. Nope. Well, that's all I got. Let's wrap this thing up. Why don't you play some music to get us out of here, Jack? Easy we really appreciate guy. everybody joining us for this Easy last guy. 35. How long? How many hours? We're up we at go? a buck 20 right now. It's been a long nah, one. We've done longer. It's been a long one. So we appreciate everybody joining in and checking in and making fun of us. And uh, we hope that you come back to us very soon. We have uh, a couple different shows coming up. We're trying to make next week happen. Uh, in terms of the Country Beer Fest. Is That's that correct? Right. That's right. So next week we will be at the Country Beer Festival. That is the Country Hocken Beer Festival. So the original podcast from a year ago was done there. So through a partnership with our buddy, obviously, Coach T. Adam Tracy in the Country Hocken Sports League, we will be at the Country Hocken Beer Fest set up. So I'll be there helping Adam out. We're going to do the country sports thing like we did last year. We're hoping that the prof can make it for the second half of the day. We're doing we're, our best. We're praying for rain. Yeah, we're going to do we're going to do several different segments throughout the day, the same way we did last year. We're going to do four. We'll have the third mic out front for everybody to come up. We can talk CSL. We can talk sports. You can talk from the hill. You can talk uh, whatever you want, bombs, whatever you want. It's going to be fun. So everybody that's at the country 
Beer Fest next weekend. That's next Saturday. Come and visit the tent. We'll have the shirts there. We'll be there. It's it's so it's down at the old football field. The A field. Yeah, down at down the at, A field on. Uh, it's I think it's on 10th Lafayette and tenth or eleventh. Yeah, like it's tenth or eleventh. You can check it out online. It's the Country Hacking Beer Fest. Uh, it, I think it starts at ten a.m. and runs till about five or six. That's don't quote me. Coach T's probably going to text right now. But if you're an idiot, you're wrong. We're we'll we'll be up there. Like I'll be there all day, and so we're going to do several different podcasts throughout the day. Prof, I know, has a yard sale, but hopefully he can make it for the end. I have a yard sale. Yeah, but we'll we'll be there in full effect. Uh, and again, literally, I just want to thank everybody. Thanks a lot, Josh, for stopping down and and getting on with us today. Uh, the support is honestly, it's it's unbelievable. We've had so many people jump on and comment while we've been here. It's amazing. You guys share the video. You guys, <laughs> heels is even on here. Heels jumped on. Heels is checking in. Like. Nick and I can't thank you guys enough for supporting us. It means so much. That's what keeps us doing this. Like you guys texting us and telling us what you want to hear. It's funny today, before Josh came up, we were trying to work out making calls into the mixer here. We're getting there. I'm going to get calls into the mixer. We're going to get different things into the mixer. We're going to bring different things in. But seriously, thanks everybody that comes out to the live shows. Thanks everybody that gets on here. Thanks everybody that subscribes. Sorry, that's all thanks I got. I, I, I love you all. Thank thanks. you. Thanks, everyone. All right. We'll see you guys next week. For Power. Off, swags. Out. Get it well done. Dancing on the Make a girl wanna run. We keep moving till the sun come up. I'll be high in the party. So fiesta. Blow out your candles. Have a siesta.